Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dynasty Coaches Podcast. We got a full crew again today, so all three of us are going to be here with you guys. Got a good show. Not in the uh, there's not a whole lot of news and notes, but we will touch on a couple things. And then uh, we got uh, five new tweets that I've seen on Twitter. We're going to go over and uh, talk about. And then I got three more trades for everybody. To, oh, uh, can't wait for that. Hopefully, hopefully they're better than last week's trade. So <laughs> we'll that's, see. That's, that's, a, that's a not exactly a, a high bar to top. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I hope I hope they're worse. Honestly, I hope they are worse trades. <laughs> it's it's fun. Bad. It's fun to crap on them, but at the you same know, time, I, I like I like a, a fair even trade where I can actually give people some compliments. So. I, this week I tried to maybe get uh, one one real bad one that I think is real bad, and then the other two were were pretty decent in my mind. So um, let's go ahead and get right in it with the news and notes here. Um, one uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick calls it a career, um, pretty good for a seventh round pick um, in the NFL. I mean, he bounced around a bunch of teams, but he had a pretty good career. So. Um, and then the more important news is A.J. Brown um, says that he believes that uh, the Eagles have two number one wideouts in him and Devonta Smith. Do you guys think that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to support two number one wide receivers? No, quite no. frankly. Because um, the Eagles – the Eagles have a good offensive line, so they, they've been able to provide quality protection to quarterbacks in the past, but I think just the system over in Philly and the way they kind of run things just doesn't support, you know, it barely supports one good wide receiver, let alone two. Um, and with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown being there, I don't think Jalen – and also we got to remember they throw to the tight ends a lot. They love their tight ends. Goddard, yeah. Dallas yeah. Goddard is going to get a lot of work, yeah. and that's also going to take away from – uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. AJ Brown's probably going to see the lion's share because there was there was a tweet saying, you know, I think that was probably what you're referring to, meaning that Devontae Smith's going to feast on, you know, number two cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. So AJ Brown's going to get, you know, a lot of the work. So he's probably going to be the one wide receiver that I think would see the most success. Um, but again, it's just not it's not friendly for multiple targets. Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of reminds me, and I know I, I reference Saints stuff. You guys are just going to have to deal with it, but. The year I was super excited that we had Adrian Peterson, we had Ingram, you had Kamara, who at that point was kind of an unknown. We had all these people in the backfield and was like, sweet, we have so much talent. And then it ended up turning into an absolute shite show because AP wanted the ball all the time, didn't get the ball. Kamara was trying to starting to emerge and they wanted to give him more opportunity. Ingram was still there. They, it, 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 you know what I mean? It's, it's it's too much talent and not enough to go around. So I don't I don't yeah I don't think that's going to be a recipe for him. It's interesting because 
AJ Brown is going to take the take the hit with this quarterback. I think Ryan Tannehill is a better passer than Jalen Hurts, um, but he's probably going to see a lot more single coverage. So, I mean, Tennessee, there really wasn't anybody there to take coverage off of him. Whereas in Philly, you got Goddard, you got Smith, even Miles Sanders and uh, Boston Scott and them take uh, quite a bit of passing game. But uh, it's, it'll be interesting. I think I think that Hertz can can provide for two of the three in either Brown Smith or Goddard. So one of them, I believe, is going to have a bust-type season. Uh, to tell you the truth, I couldn't tell you who right now. Um, like you said, they like throwing – he likes throwing to his uh, tight ends in the red zone for sure. Yeah, it's not it's, – the bust is not going to be Goddard. It's going to be Smith or Brown. It's one of those. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it'll probably be one of those two. But, I agree. Uh, it'll be either or, but it won't be both. It's right. tough to tell who's the better wideout right now. I mean, AJ Brown is has been great, but Devonta Smith put up a very good rookie season last year. So, but we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, maybe Jalen Hurts makes that uh, next next step and becomes a decent passer. Who knows? So, let's go ahead and move on to our tweets here. Um, that's all for the news in the NFL. Like I said, it's a boring time in the NFL right now, so it's a little bit hard to find some stories there but uh we're gonna get started here we're gonna start with justin ross um he's an intriguing intriguing undrafted free agent right now he was undrafted free agent pickup up by the kansas city chiefs and right now kansas city doesn't have anybody all right i mean juju is their best receiver but we all know juju has his ups and downs um the tweet here is the 2018 Clemson team had T. Higgins, Hunter Renfro, Amari Rogers, Travis Etienne, and Cornell Powell. Uh, this was the year that they won the national championship. But none of those guys led the team in receiving. It was the freshman, Justin Ross. Now, he's going in the fourth round of Dynasty rookie drafts right now. But I believe that it's probably because of his injury history right now. He missed the 2020 season after being diagnosed with a congenital fusion in the spine. And then he suffered a stress fracture last year on November 13th. Um, but like I said, man, he he had the second highest college fantasy points per touch in this class. Do you guys think he's got a chance? I mean, there's 273 targets available from uh, missing Tyreek Hill, Byron Pringle, and Darrell Williams. What do I you mean, think? you summed it up pretty well, Meanies. There's a lot of open, you know, targets to go around after the departure of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey is going to keep his and get his. We know that's not going to change. Um, Juju will get a share, but again, with his injury history, we kind of, we really don't know what he's going to do. Um, we, we know they drafted Sky more in the second round, so he's got you know he's got the the draft capital backing mm-hmm. him up. But there's still plenty of targets to go around, and the rest of the receiver room for Kansas City is pretty uninspiring, you know, with all the guys you mentioned. Um, so I think there's a real opportunity here for Justin Ross to make the Chiefs roster and, you know, step up and have a chance to make some plays. And, you know, you couldn't ask for a better quarterback to throw him the ball to than Patrick Mahomes, you know, with Justin Ross's game-breaking ability. As long as he can 
stay on the field and avoid and avoid injury. I mean, this, I think this guy is the limit for him. He has an opportunity to make a real impact in a, you know, in a, in a high volume passing offense. Yeah, I agree. I think that if you're looking at it from, from a strictly factual standpoint, right, the really only consistent targets you have, you have more and you have, have Kelsey. That, that's realistically, that's it. Kelsey's going to get his share. And then you look at your wide receivers, you have more who you took in the second. And then Juju's got an injury history. The other individuals named on that team don't really, you know what I mean? They're not a whole lot there. So then you put Ross, but he also has an injury history. So, I mean, I definitely think you take a chance on him. And I think there's absolutely room for him to do something, especially with the the targets that have been left open to him. It, it's his opportunity to lose. I think he can come in and easily put a show on. Yeah, like I said, I mean, he put up the second most college finish points uh, per touch in college, and he did it on a good Clemson team. Um, so they're facing good competition every year. Um, I think that he, this could be a very sneaky pick. I mean, you're getting a guy that has – I think he's probably got number one potential. Not like number one in the league, but a number wide receiver number one potential. Um, and it, it could be for a long time because next year all they have uh, for receivers on their on their roster is MVS, um, Justin Ross, and um, Sky Moore. Everybody else is, is gone. So you could be looking at a guy that is going to be – on a very good offense with a very good quarterback for years to come. Um, I think this is perfect, perfect type of player to take a chance on later. that could pay off big time for you. So we're going to move on here. Um, can Jonathan Taylor repeat as the number one running back? Um, tweet is here. Jonathan Taylor led all running backs with 85 rushing attempts inside the 20 yard line. Who was second? How many attempts did he have? The answer is Austin Eckler. But Jonathan Taylor damn near doubled the uh, attempts inside the 20-yard line. I mean, is this going to continue? Or is it's very hard to repeat the number one uh, running back. The only, two that, the only two guys that have done it are Todd Gurley and LaDainian Tomlinson. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I love Jonathan Taylor, but, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of different variables that go into account. There's a lot of things that we can't predict. I mean, they, there's a, there's always a reason that someone doesn't repeat at number one, whether it's just injuries, someone else having a historic season. There's also a lot of other really good backs in the NFL these days. And, you know, you have your, your Christian McCaffrey's, you have your Austin Eckler's, you have your Dalvin Cook's, you have guys who are extremely talented, who could easily put together a really good season and take over that number one spot. And it's also just really tough for Jonathan Taylor to top what he did last year. I think there might be just some baked-in regression that's bound to happen. And also having, you know, a better quarterback in Matt Ryan who might be a little more inclined to throw the ball. Because I feel like the Chiefs, uh, not the Chiefs, excuse me, the Colts ran the ball a lot last year to mask the deficiencies of Carson Wentz. And they're not going to have to do that as much with Matt Ryan, who's a much more competent thrower of the football. 
Yeah, that was going to be my point, Charlie, was the fact that they were having to really run the ball because it was the only way they were going to get the ball moved at all well, it was to run it. So they leaned heavily, which obviously aided in, in Taylor's historic season. It was a great season and taking nothing away from, from Taylor and what he accomplished, but repeating it? No, nah, and like Charlie said, there's a billion different factors and things that will go into a season, whether it's it's injuries, whether it's other players stepping up, whether it's it's Derrick Henry seeing Jonathan Taylor take his crown and say the hell to the no-no and taking it back. You know, there's just, just so much that goes into it. But the biggest thing for me and, and why I don't think he will is because of the presence of Matt Ryan. I think that they're going to finally have an efficient way of moving the ball downfield that doesn't require Taylor to be the workhorse he was last year. Does does Matt Ryan, not only does Matt Ryan being there hurt him because they're going to be passing more, but does that, he's hurt him even more because does Naeem Hines now step in more as that passing downs back? I mean, we've seen it a couple times already where Naeem Hines has been extremely relevant in, in fantasy. Um, do you think that it can be like a uh, Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman a couple of years ago in Atlanta where they were yes. both very fantasy relevant. I mean, the, the potential for it is certainly there. Um, I believe if – I know they interviewed a member of either the Colts front office or one of their coaches, and the advice was to make sure you have Naheem Hines rostered on your fantasy teams this coming year. And that obviously signals to me that they're planning on getting him involved in the passing game more, whether that's lining him up as a receiver, you know, just stuff out of the backfield. You know, maybe a little more of an increased role than he's had in the past because of the change at QB. So that's probably going to take away a little more from Jonathan Taylor than it would last year where there was a lot of ground and pound because Carson Wentz was absolutely ass. Um, so I think that's, you know, again, that's part of that baked in regression I was mentioning earlier, you know, a new, new system, a new quarterback, you know, changing schemes that are going to benefit one player over another. So it's going to hurt Jonathan Taylor a little bit. And he's still an incredibly talented running back. He's going to get his no matter what. But he's just not going to repeat the you know the type of season he had last year, which I went over earlier. Yeah, I agree. I kind of envisioned kind of that uh, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, when they were first together, that pairing um, out of the backfield for them, where they will both succeed, but it will not be where one of them is on the field 90% of the time. It'll be both of them. It'll be situational, and Matt Ryan will get that ball to his his running back that can – can catch that ball out of the backfield. So, are you guys still taking Jonathan Taylor one overall? I wouldn't. <sighs> All right, well, let me ask you this, and Nick, who who would be your one one at running back for Dynasty? Dynasty. I think it has to be. <laughs> I still think it has to be Taylor. There's not a lot of guys that would take over him. I think you're looking at Taylor Swift. Um, Swift. I don't. I don't trust trust the the Lions at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, for for me, I I love I love Najee. I love what he did. I love the process mm-hmm. that, that team's gonna do. Uh, it all kind of hinders on what what the the young quarterback does. So that that is a big factor. But Najee's shown that he can take a quarterback and and still have a good season. Um, I, I love my vets. I love Henry, but I'm not taking him for, for long-term dynasty. So if I'm mm-hmm. drafting a player 101, I mean, 1A, 1B, Taylor, Najee for me. Um, 
I mean, I think Taylor's still your your bow cow, but because he had he's had good seasons, but he had a great season, the best season one time. Um, I just I don't know. I I have a lot of a prove it type of mentality when it comes to running backs. I Henry also yeah, I also think lending credence to your point is the fact that Pittsburgh does have a rookie at QB, which means that for offense, they may want to lean on Najee Harris a little more, which in the short term does give him a little more value over Taylor if people want to take that into consideration as well. So I can, I can absolutely understand that mindset. Jonathan Taylor is so good, though, man. <laughs> I mean, he was way better than any running back last year by far. I mean, even with Najee, Jonathan Taylor destroyed um, talk about that. It's the situation they were in. Now, I understand Najee was in a very similar-ish situation, but, I mean, they, they had no other choice to move the ball except to give it to Taylor. I mean, for God's sakes, you might as well have had Taylor throw the ball, too. It couldn't have been any worse. Yes. No, we're, we're not disputing that Jonathan Taylor isn't an RB1. That's a certified fact. He's a top five running back, for sure. It's just going to be, you know, we again, it's just, it's just going to be tougher to repeat at one. Extenuating yeah. circumstances, new quarterback, a lot of different things going on. It's it, you know, there's a reason it's rare for running backs to repeat. You know, last person to do it was LT. So, correct. So, if you're asking me the question of who am I taking number one overall this year, based on all the circumstances of this upcoming season, I, I'll take Najee. All right, all right, respectful. I mean, it's, it's close, but. I don't know, man. It's it's hard to it's hard to not go with JT in my eyes. So it's close though. I can see Najee getting a lot a lot of work. I mean, he's it's it's hard. So we'll we'll go and move on here. Um, speaking of Najee, um, he there's been reports that he now weighs two hundred forty four pounds. He's he was two thirty last year, two forty four this year. Is the weight game good or is the weight game bad? Do you think uh, – what do you guys think? I mean, last person that was the big debate with the weight game was Eddie Lacy in 2016, and we all know what happened that year. He kind of fell off the fell off the map. What do you guys think? Well, let's hope this isn't uh, Hamburger Harris. <laughs> <Let's> just, <Yeah. laughs> that, that would be unfortunate because, you know, we saw Najee Harris produce for fantasy owners last year in – in a horrible Pittsburgh Steelers offense, and I mean, I guess if it was even if it was muscle, it wouldn't be as bad. But he's a he's he's already a big power back, and you know, having too much is not a good thing. I mean, we, again, we, we saw what happened with Eddie Lacy. You know yeah. that you're, you're slow; it's easier for defenders to catch up to you. It just hinders your production overall. Um, obviously, it just remain it remains to be seen how he does a practice, how he does you know in the preseason and things like that. But it's not a good sign to see a player bulk up too much. Unless you're offensive or defensive lineman, there's no reason for you to be, you know, extremely heavy. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if maybe he knew what was coming and decided to put on a little extra cushion before the the multitude of, of work that's coming to him. But I, I don't know. For for me, 15 pounds, I mean, it's 14, but 15 pounds, that, that's, that's nothing. You, you can lose that in three, four days, so this ends up not being – a good idea, right? If he gets to practice and finds out that it's way too sluggish, way too much to move around, he's not as smooth, not as quick, not as whatever. Fifteen pounds—that's that's a cakewalk. He can sweat that off in a couple sauna trips. So I'm not—I'm not worried about it. Yeah, 
I'm I'm wondering, like you said, Charlie, if he knows a big workload's coming and he's trying to get his get his body ready to take as much punishment as he can. Um, but it it scares me a little bit because, like you said, he's already that power back. So how much speed can he can he afford to lose? Um, how tall is he, Nick? He likes he like Henry is. He's six two, so he is. I mean, that's that's a decent comparison. Yeah. Can Najee be like Derrick Henry? Where I mean, obviously, I don't know if he's got the skills to be as good as Derrick Henry has been. But can Najee be a Derrick Henry? And then maybe that's the mindset. Maybe he looked at Henry and said, "My God, the man's had a historic career, a long yeah. career." I mean, even AP back in his prime. How heavy was AP back in his day? AP was a big guy too. So Henry is six three, two forty seven, and Najee is now um, six two, two forty four. So pretty close. Yeah. Could we be seeing a Derrick Henry type season from Najee here? I mean, he's going to get the work, obviously. Well, obviously, and to Charlie's point, what's going to really be the thing here is to get him into practice, get him into reps, and see how that weight is affecting. We know it's going to be fine punching through the hole. That's fine. But what's it going to do to your top-end speed when you get into open field? Mm -hmm. That's where it's going to become a factor. You know what I mean? What's it going to do when you go to try to break someone's ankles and end up tearing your knee because you have 15 pounds and you've been used to carrying around? Where's that wear and tear going to take effect on the joints and everything else as he's trying to bob and weave in and out of tackles? That's my concern, right? The top end speed and the wear and tear on the body as he's trying to do the same moves he did at 225, 230, now at 245, 250. That's, that's where the concern starts to come in. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, too, because Derrick Henry is doing that with a pretty good offensive line, if I remember right, the last couple of years, whereas Najee is going to be with another subpar at best offensive line. So I think the upside is there, but I don't know if it's going to happen because of the offensive line. So, Plus, Derrick Henry has been the only weapon, really. I mean, you could say A.J. Brown was there, but – yeah, but then there's you so many weapons Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. There's so many weapons in Pittsburgh right now. It's it's crazy. So, then let's be honest for a hot second. Eddie Lacy gaining weight wasn't the only problem with Eddie Lacy. It was also his work ethic, his mindset, and he, yeah, you know what I mean. Eddie Lacy yeah. had other problems going on than just gaining weight. Yeah, I don't know. I I just hope that the weight he's gaining is muscle and not fat. Yeah. So, but. We'll see. Um, how far does Devontae Adams fall? Um, the tweet is, where does the f fantasy final co community stand in regards to Devontae Adams? I still call him a wide receiver one, if not the the wide receiver one this year. Are you fading him because he's in Vegas? I mean, his targets last four years, 169, 127, 149, and 169. Um, Derek Carr really hasn't been able to support – a number one wide receiver the last couple of years, but he's done it before with Crabtree and Cooper. Um, what do you guys think? Devontae Adams is too talented to not succeed, no matter his situation. And Derek Carr is still a good quarterback. 
he's obviously no Aaron Rodgers, but he's still a good quarterback who can find his receivers. We saw Hunter Renfro have a very quality season last year. He actually finished as, you know, a wide receiver one uh, in fantasy. And, I mean, getting Devontae Adams, I mean, Devontae freaking Adams. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL. He's also big and physical, can go up and get it. He's got speed to break away after the catch. He, he can do it all. Um, with Derek Carr, who can throw the deep ball just about as well as anybody. Um, still very accurate at his age. Um, he, can, he, can, he can be a wide receiver one, but I don't think he's going to be the wide receiver one. I think there's going to be somebody else that steps up, whether that's you know another season from Cooper Cup or if Jefferson or Chase steps up or you know somebody – but I don't think it's going to be Devontae Adams as the wide receiver one. Yeah, I mean, I know you say potato, I say potato. I honestly think that with Adams gone, we're going to see a much different player in Rodgers. And I know, I know, before all you guys lose your mind, go a lap going freaking hate. He loves him so much. No matter what he says, Aaron Rodgers is the devil. Well, he is. But I, I think you're going to see a much different Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. Um, I think Devontae Adams is, is, is clearly like Charlie said, still a wide receiver one. I mean, in, in every, every facet of the word, he's a wide receiver one. Do I think he's the number one? I uh, no, I don't, I don't think he's going to be the guy, but for, for me, Rodgers and Carr, while their careers have been vastly different due to the talent around them, I think Carr is an incredibly talented quarterback, very, very underrated in a lot of people's mindsets. And I can't wait. I am super excited. I was excited when Antonio Brown went there because I thought that we were going to see him skyrocket with AB there. And then we all know how that went. But I'm, I'm yeah, I'm very, very excited for Devontae Adams to be there. I think he is still going to be probably top, I'm a guaranteed top five, top three, I think would be probably the cap where I'd end up with him in the, in the end of the season. I don't think he's going to get past that top three, but I, I think he's going to be a great, great season. Car is going to be incredible. I can't wait for it. You know, I, I'm going to be the odd man out here. I think he does have potential to be that wide receiver one. Um, you've got, you've got questions with really all, four or five of the uh, top five receivers. I mean, you got um, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins could be could be taking a lot of his work. You got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen still there. I mean, he's going to take some of his touchdowns. Thielen's always always been a touchdown touchdown hog for sure. Harry um, Gill now has Jalen Waddle and a lesser quarterback in. Uh, to a, I think out of everybody here right now, Devonta Adams could have the best situation. I mean, yeah, he's got Darren Waller, but man, Adams has just been so good the last couple of years, and I don't know if the if the fall from Rogers to Carr is all that bad. I mean, it's it's obviously a significant fall, but it's not like. Crazy, crazy fall, I don't think. I think Carter is, has been the – the what's the word? I think Carr's, Carr's problems are he hasn't had somebody to freaking throw, th- throw to other than Waller. Get this guy some weapons. I think he's got top, top ten at least potential. So – but – 
I mean, the the difference too is that Devontae Adams had no absolutely nobody to compete with him for targets in Green Bay. Whereas in Vegas, you do have Darren Waller and you do have Hunter Renfro. And so that by default, I think it's just going to, you know, even if it's just a little bit, cuts into his target share, which I think is going to be enough, you know, like Nick said, to drop him to more top five, top three territory as opposed to being number one. Well, let's not forget about Josh Jacobs down there either. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Have a very and they capable. still have Kenyon Drake too, who likes to, you know, get his fair share of catches as well. Yeah. So they have a very, very capable running room that can catch the ball out of the backfield. And and I think Jacobs is probably better than any any running back that he's ever been paired with, uh, in straight up comparison. So I don't know. It's gonna be up to the 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 OC, the head coach trying to really game plan and see what they can do with Adams, but as far as saying he's going to be the guy like Michael Thomas two years ago, I don't, I don't think you're going to see that. Um, I think, I think top three, top five for sure. Top three is probably the, the biggest stretch I'd be willing to give, but yeah, I think it's going to be a, an incredible season for both him and Carr. Dynasty, who are you guys taking ahead of him? Chase, Jefferson, who else? You guys going to take Hill over him? No, nah, I, I mean, I would have Adams over Hill. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely um, take Adams over Hill for sure. Adams way over. And Tua, Tua is just too, too much. I want to. I really do. Trust me, I do. I want to give the kid as much support as possible. He just. Uh, 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 about CD Lamb and Debo Samuel. CD, yes. Debo, no. Yeah, I echo that. Um, uh, Cooper Cup. Mm, no. All right. Um, all right. He says I'm a homer. No, I'm not even taking Thomas. Like, no. You'd be, you'd be crazy, I think, to take Mike Thomas over Devontae Adams, bro. But uh, we'll uh, we'll go and move on here. Um, last last. Uh, oh, this is my question right here, fellas. There you go. There you go, Charlie. I'm just gonna mute myself and let Charlie. <laughs> and Daniel Jones be relevant again. Davis Webb came out and said, I mean, he's worked with Patrick Mahomes. He's worked with Josh Allen. Davis Webb says Daniel Jones is the hardest working quarterback he's been around. He's probably the smartest he's ever been around. He's got Brian Dable. Dable has uh, helped Josh Allen be the number one quarterback. He's got the weapons. What do you think, Charlie? (laughs) You know, it's all fine and good to say all this stuff now, but it doesn't mean squat until we see him play on the field. Yeah. On paper, it's obviously very easy to say the Giants got better. I think they got better, but it's just a matter of how much. Um, they got Evan Neal to plug in at right tackle, which is huge. Um, they got Mark Lewinsky and John Feliciano to pair in the interior because the Giants' offensive line was straight-up trash last year outside of Andrew Thomas. Um, they added Wandell Robinson, which was a bit interesting, but again, with injuries to that wide receiver core last year, it never hurts to beef up. And they have a lot of weapons. Uh, you got Sterling Shepard. You got Kenny Gallagher. You got Kadarius Tony. The aforementioned Wandell Robinson. And uh, Daniel Bellinger, who I think is going to be a sneaky tight end play in, uh, in practice. Because uh, I've been obviously I've been following. He's been working with the first team with all the starters. He didn't have a single drop at San Diego State last year. Um, he's been, you know, incredibly sure-handed. Also a, a good blocker. Um, so all this pens well for Daniel Jones to be able to stay on his feet. Be able to find open receivers. His problem is his sometimes his decision-making and his turnovers. Turnovers have always been the issue. He tends to fumble the ball a lot. 
his he tends to make some, you know, some decisions, one under pressure, just heave it up and it gets intercepted, you know, throwing it right into a defender's hands, the amount of times I've seen that in the past couple seasons. But again, like you mentioned before, Meany, with, you know, the fact that he now has Brian Dable and also Mike Kafka, who came over from the Chiefs, who work with Patrick Mahomes, um, having better coaching helps because having Joe Judge and Jason Garrett, two extremely conservative you know, coaches who don't like to run schemes that were beneficial for Daniel Jones. It was just, oh, we want you to get rid of the ball as quick as possible and just do these short little dump-off passes because we don't trust you, which was a far cry from his rookie season where they said, hey, do, be yourself, do what you want, throw the ball. And he had a, a, a good rookie season, which has been his best season so far to date. So having Brian Dable, who, you know, turned Josh Allen, helped turn Josh Allen to a stud, probably, you know, arguably the best quarterback in football, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to have that type of season, but I do think he can climb back into, you know, that's the whole question. He'll be relevant again. Uh, you know, the short answer. Um, he'll be better. I mean, it's hard to be any worse than he's been the past few years. Um, one of the worst quarterbacks in football, they haven't helped him, but now they're actually committing to doing things right, which is, you know, again, about damn time. So I think he's going to be relevant. He will be a competent starting quarterback. Um, in terms for fantasy, I could see him finishing in, you know, the top 15 this year if things go well. Um, so, again, just hoping for the best, but I do think he's he's going to be better. I mean, it's by, by default. The Giants just got so much better, and that's, by, and that's going to help Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I can follow that, but uh, – <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I, I like the fact that he's he's got everything – at least appearance-wise, to, to help him succeed. They've gone out and did everything that they, they really need to do to give him the opportunity and the tools to prove he's he's the guy. And if this season it comes out he's not the guy, he's got nobody to blame but himself. That That's pretty much all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, he's got to fix that to TD to interception ratio like we were talking about. It's a 1.5 to 1. So, I mean, he's pretty much throwing an interception every single time he throws a touchdown. So that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it. He's got the weapons now. Um, I mean, it's it's not gonna get much better than this. I mean, you got very good running back. What five good receivers now? Two good tight ends. So I'm I'm hoping Dable can turn him around because I'd like to see Jones be relevant. I mean, I think that he's been one of the quarterbacks that have taken the most heat in the NFL since he's came in in 2019. But if he doesn't do it with Brian Dable this year with all these weapons, he's not going to be, not going to be there. Um, real quick. Would you take Daniel Jones or Matt Ryan? Ryan, before he even answers, Ryan, give me Ryan. I'll take Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Ryan as well. Um, I mean, the Colts know what they're doing. The Giants don't always know what they're doing, even though things are trending in the right direction. So, uh, oh, would you rather? I just thought of something. So we were talking about Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs, Devonte Adams. I'm going Adams. I'm taking Diggs, actually. I'm going to be different. I'm taking digs. Me too. <laughs> oh, hey, Nick, we're on the same page. I love it. I, I can't. I, Adam's just been too good. I mean, he's just been too good. So, 
Um, Daniel Jones or Jared Goff? Jones. Jones. Daniel Jones or Tua? Jones. Jones. That's closer, though. Yeah, it is close. Daniel Jones or Trevor Lawrence? Oh, Lawrence. Okay. Wait, we just agree three times in a row, Charlie? I, I'm not going to get used to it, but it's nice. Are we becoming, Daniel, we Daniel Jones or Jameis, Nick? <laughs> what? Daniel Jones or Jameis? Jameis. <laughs> Homer. Jones. <laughs> Who are you taking, Charlie? Jones. <laughs> All right. And the streak's over. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd break it from that one, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your fault, Manny. That's your fault. I had to we throw that one out. <laughs> We've been set up. We've yeah. been set up. <laughs> All right, uh, there's the end of the tweets. Let's go to move on to the three trades here. Oh, okay. yes, here we go. Favorite part of the show here. <laughs> so, the first one here. That one. Uh, looks like uh, Superflex, tight end premium, half point PPR. Uh, his other quarterbacks are Herbert and Wentz. Um, he's teaming up Lamb with Chase. Um, CD Lamb, Kenny Pickett, and a 2023 first or Joe Burrow. Oh, oh, yeah, that one's that's nice. That's see, I see. I, I was hoping to be one of these. This is a good one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did better this week. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you did good, kid. Um, <laughs> you did good, kid. You did good. <laughs> you did good. Um, I uh, it's close, but um, oh boy, what'd you say his other quarterbacks were? The one who traded a Wayboro, Herbert and Wentz. Okay, yeah. Um, and this is super flex. It's super flex. So that does leave him a little thin. But he's improving his depth elsewhere, and he's bringing in Pickett. Um, Lamb, 2023 first is always nice. So I, I always like to, you know, fill out the rest of my roster and bring a little more balance to it. So getting a really good wide receiver in Lamb, getting a quarterback in Pickett who's going to start sooner rather than later. Um, obviously, yeah, you still have Wentz in the meantime to fill in that second quarterback spot. Um, and then a 2023 first rounder and what's going to be a deep class, you know, no matter where that pick ends up falling on a spectrum. So by a very slim margin, I'm going to take um, the lamb picket side. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to restart the streak here. Cause I agree hundred percent. Joe Burrow is, is an amazing player and it sucks to lose him, but I mean, you can limp along with Wentz in the meantime or some combination of Wentz and Pickett Cause you're obviously starting Herbert. And then you take Lamb with Chase, great pairing, just an amazing pairing. Then you go ahead and turn that first rounder into whatever the hell you end up finding you need at the end of this season. Like I, I don't know. I love every bit of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one that disagrees again. <laughs> so, Superflex, you have a chance at having the might be two of the top three quarterbacks in the league. In Herbert and Wentz, or Herbert and Burrow, sorry. You have CeeDee Lamb, but CeeDee Lamb's top finish since he came into the league, he finished 14th and where is he? 20th. So, so far, he's only been a number two wide receiver. I know we're no, all drafting uh, him. As- no more, no more Cooper. No more Cedric Wilson. It's just him and Gallup. That's going to do wonders with Dak Prescott on football. This is, is this is this is Ceedee Lamb season. I'm calling it right now. He's going to finish with a top ten fantasy wide receiver. You heard it here first. Is it though? Because yes, you got you got Ceedee Lamb. You have Michael Gallup. 
You have James Washington, who is decent. You have Jalen Tolbert, who they just drafted, what, in the third round? Yeah. You have Dalton Schultz. You still have Zeke and uh, um, Pollard. <laughs> Let's be I honest. CeeDee Lamb is the best weapon out of all of them. I agree, but CeeDee Lamb's been the best weapon even with Mario Cooper there, and he hasn't been able to do anything. Well, again, you run into the problem of too many mouths to feed. How many? How how big of a difference is there between Michael Gallup and Mari Cooper? Pretty big. Is it? Is it? There's a sizable gap. It's pretty big. I don't know. At at this point in his career, Amari Cooper is 27. The the same. The the situation's not the same. Like James Washington, Jalen Tolbert. I mean. These are not guys that are going to seriously threaten C.D. Lamb for targets in that Dallas Cowboys offense. We don't know what Jalen Tolbert's going to do yet. He's a rookie. James Washington's never had the ability to step up as like the fourth receiver in Pittsburgh. So I don't think that third receiver maybe. But still, I don't think he's going to, you know, these are not guys that are going to do anything and, you know, mess up things for C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's going to have a great season. I'm calling it. It's, it's my take. It's my prediction. I'll, I'll right. put money on it. 100% okay. agree. 100% agree. It's CD's Lamb's team to lose at this point. I mean, realistically, you can throw out any main amount of names you want to. For God's sakes, they're all going to be playing for Houston by the end of next season. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I'm still I'm still going to go Drew, Joe Burrow. For the sheer you always fact, had to be different. For the sheer fact, like I said, you have Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert as your quarterbacks in Superflex. You're set at Superflex forever if you want. Yeah, but then it, oh my God! So how many know. how many CD lambs are are there in a draft every year? You can go out and get a CD lamb next year in the twenty twenty three first round. Yeah, but you could do the same thing. You could then dish CD lamb if he has a crap season, still get some capital back, then have Kenny Pickett emerge. Cool. Then you can go and draft one with the wide receiver, and you still have your other pick. Boy, don't argue with me on this. But we were talking about before the draft. We were talking about how this year's quarterback class is so bad. So bad. There's nobody. There's nobody in this class that is going to is going to put up any kind of numbers. But well, this yes. is the one guy that can and has the most potential to do so. He was and the only first quarterback. You're saying pre-draft. He's not. He's not that he's, guy. So does he's this situation in the really? best situation? We don't know he's yeah. going to pan out, but he has the best chance to. Where right. they only have Mitchell Trubisky signed. Kenny Pickett's got first round capital behind him. Wonderful. He's got small hands, whatever. We don't know what he's going to do in the NFL. He's got the chance to. And you got Carson Wentz to hold down the fort in the meantime. If the pick doesn't work out, wonderful. You pivot. We also don't know the other extenuating circumstances of this guy's team. Who else does he have a wide receiver? What other draft picks does he have? You know, we don't know. So on paper, from what we've seen so far, I'm still taking the lamb and picket side. Yep, me too. All right, so you're going to take – Oh my God, Father, your children have turned against you. Just deal say with it. Say you trade, say you trade Joe Burrow, okay? Oh God. You're going to, you're probably going to replenish him with that 2023 first, I would say, is probably going to be a quarterback next year. Okay. So you're telling me you'd rather trade Joe Burrow, who has put up top five numbers and he's going to continue with the team that he has. And you would rather have CeeDee Lamb and say, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud next year with this pick. I'm not going to say no to that. I mean, because you didn't have to replace Burrow. Negatives here. 
unless Pickett comes out and is just dominant. You which... know, you're putting together a lot of what ifs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, 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 that's all I'm gonna say. These are a lot of different <sighs> scenarios that you know don't necessarily have a high chance of happening. We can't predict what that 2023 first is going to be because that's Kenny what Pickett, I'm saying though. That's what I'm saying. Kenny Pickett could have a great season this year, but it could be a complete need and so could Joe Burrow. Be a quarterback that could be a wide receiver. The chances of Joe Burrow busting is way lower than nobody's saying Joe Burrow's going to bust. We're talking about Kenny Pickett booming. I, I am. I am. What happens? Joe Burrow goes out there and blows a knee. I mean, for God's sakes, if you're going to throw all these final destination what ifs at us, I could do the same dang thing. He's what, only done what, what says he doesn't do it again? It's that's what I'm saying. What if CD Lamb goes out and busts a knee? Well, what if he even busts a knee? What if Ukraine collapses and Russia invades and nobody gets to play football, meanie? It's easier to replace a wide receiver than it is to replace a running back or a quarterback. Am I right? I don't know. Ask the Broncos, they replace one every year. (laughs) And look how long it's been, and now we finally have a quarterback. Finally, it took us six years to replace Peyton Manning. Didn't you guys have a chance to draft Josh Allen? Yes, we did. And said he wasn't going to be anything. Let's not bring up bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All yeah, right, it might be take, time to go to the next trade. You guys take Lamb Pickett and the first I take Bro. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Thirty-two team IDP. That's all. That's all the um, weird God. I have. What is that? Is that just a? Oh, it's just a straight swap. Yeah. Who do you guys got? Denver backfield wow. or Chargers backfield? Um. Denver. Is this? Uh, I'm taking Denver. Yep, Denver. Yeah. So you're taking, you're saying Austin Eckler or Javante Williams is going to be better than Austin Eckler. Yes. Okay. It's also the, remember, this is Dynasty. We're talking the age thing yeah. here too. Javante Williams is 21. Austin Eckler is going to be his age 27 yeah. season. That's, that's where you're starting to, you know, again, we don't know, but that does tend to be towards that age where the shelf life of running backs can expire. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's, and and so, it's it's just again. I'm not I'm not looking at the backups here because that's kind of just you know it's whatever you got the handcuffs. Yeah. It's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. So you're you're basically straight up comparing Javante Williams to Austin Eckler in that case. Dynasty, young guy. I have him in a lot of my leagues already. I love this man, Javante Williams. I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Williams because to your point earlier, Meanie, you said that Eckler had the second most targets inside the twenty, and we all know that running backs take the most punishment inside the 20 so mm-hmm. to, to charlie's point he's getting older he's clearly taken some shots and taken some punishment no nah, give me williams all day long especially now that you got Russ in there like no, i'm good did we all just agree did, did yeah. that just happen we did just agree on this one <laughs> wow all right okay that that's it an unexpected twist all right last one this is the one that i was like oh my god okay 12 team super flex tight end premium Oh my Sean God! Javante Williams, AJ Dillon, CD Lamb, DJ Moore, 2023 first two of those, and a 2023 second for Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pippen. Meanie, I know you're not doing this to me right now. Like, you're getting the top two players in Dynasty in Jonathan Taylor and Josh Allen. But bro, you're trying to purposely raise my blood pressure. Like you want me to yell at the computer. This is the one that I was like, all right, this this could this could uh this could raise some flags here. This this could break laptop. Yeah, you're gonna break me with this. Like, <laughs> oh my Christ, you got? the whole freaking kitchen sink at him. Who you got? 
Jesus Christ, give me the massive collection of assets on the left Thank side. You. Sweet, <laughs> Je- sweet Jesus. I mean, you're not taking that much of a downgrade at the running back and QB positions because Deshaun Watson, when he's on the field, is a top 10 QB. Mm-hmm. Javante Williams, Dynasty, top five without question. You're getting two receivers better than Michael Pittman in CD Lamb and DJ Moore. AJ Dillon's no slouch either. We don't know what he's going to do in Green Bay. And you get two first and a second. Are you fucking kidding me? Give me that. Pardon my language, but are you serious? Look at that. That's a no-brainer. Why? Jesus. There always has to be one. I, I told you. I told you. I, I I threw one in that I was going to get you guys going. Yeah. I knew this one would. I've been chasing a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow my entire freaking life, and it's that left side of this trade. Like, they, oh might, have, they might as well have just given up the entire team. Just say, hey, yeah, here's, the one, here's the whole team. I'll give you, just give me these three players. Yeah, I'm rebuilding. Why can't I make a trade with somebody like that? That's my dream. Give yeah. me your whole team for two guys, please. Yeah. yeah again, I, I said this the last time and maybe the time before, but we have a term for this, at least in my league, and it's a trade, and there's a second word there that I can't say on 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 live here, but this is exactly what this is. Somebody's getting taken advantage of here. It's just ridiculous. Either that or they're just dumb. I, I, there's no other way to say it. I agree. I'm uh, trying to find that trade that uh, you guys – that we sent out to where I got uh, offered that trade, and I was like, why, why can't I get offered these kind of trades? So I'm getting offered. Is, yeah, I'm know. getting offered trades like Joe Burrow, Devin Duvernay, and Mike Davis for Matthew Stafford, Najee Harris, Mike Evans, and Darnell Mooney. Jesus, like, where are these people on this? They're doing this here. Send me one of those trades. <laughs> yeah, don't don't lowball me. Highball me, please. Yeah. Highball, highball. This is an instant yeah. smash if you get sent, sent like this. Yes, please. Dear. I don't care if you're competing or not. This is instant smash. Yeah, can, can we join this league, please? Yeah. yeah Wait, we, I'm we confused on why he put in the fact that it's a tight end premium. There was no tight ends on this. Well, I yeah. guess the draft picks maybe could be used on a tight end, but that's the only connection I would see. That's kind of irrelevant. But are you taking a tight end that's not named Kyle Pitts with either of those first or second round picks? No. No. Maybe a second. I mean, I mean, I know. guess depending on where if it is. If it's a late second, you might you might take a chance. But oh well, yeah, you you will draft a tight end because you just got every other position covered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at uh, what's his name? Uh, um, I mean, you could literally take a team that has nobody make this trade and and you're set. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, Deshaun Watson is not that much. F- not that big of a fall from Allen. Williams and Dylan are better than Jonathan Taylor, I think, with the package. CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore is better than Michael Pittman. So, I mean, you're getting two firsts in a very good very good 2023 class next year. So, like I said, this one I knew would get you guys going, so that's why I did it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, I uh, not having a team after trading everyone away. Yeah, I'd love to know what that roster construction is going to look like. It's literally just going to be Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, and a whole lot of nothing. I did. He had to have been just completely stacked to be able to do that. Because it's got to be his only three good players left. I would love to know like what the rest of that team looks like after that trade. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So, all right. Um. That should do it for us here. Um, 
make sure you guys continue to uh, tune into uh, the other podcast, the Fantasy Coaches. They're putting up a lot of good content. Uh, and then you have uh, our staff article still on the fantasycoaches.com. Um, we're putting together staff articles. I think this week is uh, – I can't remember what the staff article is going to be this week. But uh, make sure you guys tune in and uh, read that because there's a lot of good stuff going around. But uh, that should be it, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. Have a good day, everybody. Take care, everyone. Back is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up, Jack. I'm a head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.